Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. We have a very, very special, I believe, really special podcast for you today. But before I tell you what that is, I just want to remind you, for those of you who have some time on your hands today, come and join me today for um, a live webinar titled How to Use Fitness to Change Your Life. If you have been traveling with us long in this ministry, trying all the things, considering instructor training, I would encourage you to come to this. Uh, It's going to continue to reframe your why. So come swipe up on the show notes to get the link. If you can't make it live, then we'll send you the replay. Also, you need to know our early bird discount for Platoon 26 training It is going to expire soon on January 19th. You have up until January 19th to get an additional $200 off. So when you apply the early bird pricing and the discount that's already happening right now, because it's all online and at home, that's more than, it's a 50% savings of what we would usually be charging in a normal time when it's not this COVID thing going on. So find out more, don't miss. We wanna see you in Platoon 26 if you're feeling called. Okay, so today, special guest on the podcast, Mm -hmm. my daughter, Sophia. Hi. Sophia is, I'm so proud of her. Um, We had a fireside conversation one night as we were bored in COVID. Mm -hmm. We did. (laughs) We did. And she has given full permission to share her story of the time when she was struggling with an eating disorder. Yes. So, um, Sophia, what are you hopeful for people to take away from this? Um, I mean, it's kind of hard. I guess it's applicable to everyone Mm -hmm. in the sense of, I mean, we all have our moments Mm -hmm. where, you know, we think about our bodies too much or what we're eating Mm -hmm. and criticize ourselves for it. Yeah. So I feel like everyone will take away different things, but... I don't know. I feel like my main goal in sharing this is to help anyone else who, you know, feels like, not that they're in an eating disorder necessarily, Mm -hmm. but disordered eating and eating disorder are two different things. And I feel like people struggle with disorder eating all the time. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully it reaches out to a couple people. And helps. Yeah. I'm proud of you. I love you. you. I'm really excited, you guys. So I have listened to it two times over. Get ready to laugh. Sophia's funny. The funny takeaway, there's, write this down. You can tweet this. Okay. (laughs) Don't put things up your butt. True. Don't put things up your butt. You have to continue. I know. You have to continue to listen to make sense of that statement. But you're going to laugh. You're probably, if you're a parent, you might cry. Get your younger daughters, your daughters to listen to this. I mean, heck, any woman. Um, we'll take away some nuggets of, of wisdom from Sophia, her name. All right, you guys, have, have fun. Thanks sharing. Uh, let us know if you listen. Tag us in Instagram, our social media places. And um, don't forget to leave a review. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Fia. Thank you. Are you going to do an intro? Um, this is the intro. We're, we're you and me, Sophia, and myself are sitting fireside. Mm. Yes, ma'am. In COVID. Bored. Extremely bored. Extremely bored. So, thought we'd have a fireside chat. Mm-hmm. What do you want to talk about, Sophia? I don't know. Mom, 
Is, is okay, and I ask you a question, and then it's either on the record or off the record. If it's off the record, then it doesn't get on the podcast. Or I just won't answer it then. Right. Okay, okay. Yeah, you can say no. Okay. Are these now podcast-related questions? No, they're just, like, fast, like... Okay. Can I say something that you said really funny the other day that I was like, what oh, was I it? wish I could... <laughs> it depends on what it was. What were we? What were we? We're talking about something. You're laughing at something. <laughs> I don't remember. We're talking about something about like different weight loss gimmicks. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. When I got that text that said oh, yeah. lose. Uh, you put in the podcast. Lose. Don't they already know what happened? Um, not all of them, but I mean, they. Maybe, no, no, I've never talked about that. You can talk about it. I don't care. It's not like crazy. Like, wow. Well, no let, let, then that. let's open with the. <laughs> okay. It, I don't know where it cut off, but I got the gimmick ad that said lose 37 pounds in 21 days. We laughed. Mm-hmm. And then I walked away and you said, or you can <laughs> join track mm-hmm. and be the slowest on the team <laughs> yeah well no i said you could join track and be scared to be the slowest on the team. <laughs> yeah, that was that's it. how it works be, be scared to be this exactly okay, so tell people because it won't push you hard enough you're the slowest it's just being scared of being the slowest <laughs> that's what will make you lose the pounds okay so tell people tell, tell people what happened okay this was Last year. Last year. Around this time. Actually, yeah, kind of. Because I remember I started track February, maybe. So I guess mm-hmm. around this time, you guys just decided it's time for you to try <laughs> Well, you started a new high school, sophomore year. Yeah. It was kind of hard to find, like, people that yeah, were, like, making group. healthy choices, too. Yeah. And I like, guess, I don't know, you guys always have this idea that I might enjoy a sport. <laughs> And I gave it one more try. Let me give you even more pretense. Every sport that I've ever tried when I was younger, I quit like a couple weeks in. And now looking back, though, you've said to me sometimes, I wish I'd never quit. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, I don't, you can't force someone into like being someone they're not. And And we, and we did it. At the heart and soul of who I am, I'm not meant for team sports or even (laughs) obviously solo sports, of which you'll come to find out. (laughs) So I never really did sports growing up. Like I probably tried everything and I never really stuck with it. Yeah, never really wanted to do it, whatever. And then... So we encouraged her to join a team, like any team thing. So by this time... And it was a no-cut sport. Yeah, and it was that's a really big part of it. Because I obviously couldn't just join volleyball, you know? Like, these are girls that have done this for, like, six years, and then I would join. Like, there's no way I would have made that. So track was coming up. That was, like, the next season, and it was no-cut. You know, and I did... I did cross-country... In like seventh grade, Mm -hmm. that went, that went somewhere, (laughs) and so I was just like, okay, can't get out of it. I'll just join track, just go and see what it's like. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, just pain. That's really the main thing. (laughs) That's the word for it. Oh, the first day. You think that it would be simple and like they would, but here's also the problem with it. 
is that apparently not a lot of new people tried track. Like, these are people that have been doing it since freshman year, and they practice over summer. And, like, it's like a club of people. Like, <laughs> these people have been doing this. Uh-huh. So when the first day comes, like, these kids have already been running. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that the coach isn't going to go easy. He's going to start doing what they regularly do. Yeah. And on top of that, the first, like, two or three days – like, there's different parts of track, so you can do long distance, yep. sprinting, hurdles, yeah. even, what's the one with the pole? Pole yeah, vaulting. pole vault, which you told me you wanted to do, Yeah, which is hilarious. It, that was a bad one, because we had to try all of them, so I ended up trying it. I'll go back to that. So, um, first couple days, we had to try everything, mm-hmm. and let's just say sprinting didn't go well for me. Um, <laughs> there was a lot of just scared it's a lot of pressure, yeah. and I really thought, I don't know, part of me maybe thought that the adrenaline would really help me run faster, and it didn't. Mm-hmm. It, there was nothing that could have made me run as fast as any of those girls when it came to sprinting. <laughs> so sprinting And you were always, were you the last? Yes, except for one time. <laughs> one time I was tied with last with this other girl that never did track before. <laughs> but she turned out to do sprinting. She's fine. Um, Anyways, so sprinting didn't work out. Um, hurdles was pain. That was a rough one. I just knocked all them over, so they <laughs> let me stop. You just ran through. It's true. I, you can eat it. What is it? Yogurt? It's, yeah, you can yeah, eat it. I don't it. want it. Is it the oat milk one? Because if so, you can definitely have that. But it's old if it is the oat milk. <laughs> so don't have it. You then. should check the date is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, that one's fine. I got it, like, a couple days ago. You okay. can have it. Yeah, we're having a good That would be more of us talking to each other. Anyways, so I go to hurdles, and that went, yeah. I just, I don't, I can't do that thing where you're running and jumping at the same time, <laughs> especially at a certain pace. So mm-hmm. I ended up knocking a lot of them over. They are just like, okay, you can stop. <laughs> you can stop yeah. now. And I think one of the coaches is also like my guidance counselor. So I think she saw the pain that I was in and she just let it off. Mercy. Yeah. And then we come to pole vaulting. This was like the second to last day. Each day, like I had to do a new one. I didn't even try. I just... I couldn't get my. You told bottom. me you were interested in doing pole vaulting. Yeah, and I'm like oh, Sophia. You realize you have to like <laughs> bend. Yeah, it turns a fiberglass. And on top of, of that, pole. like it's also like upper body strength mm-hmm. and me in air, which would be horrifying. <laughs> so I tried. They made everyone try to do it. It was embarrassing too because these track guys, like some of them, are very cute, <laughs> and we all had to line up and run with the pole. <laughs> And try to spring our bodies off, and I just couldn't get the angle or the momentum or the arm. So strength. where did you end up? Where was I'll your? T- I'm sorry, I'm making this a longer story than it has to be, but it's fine. You can just cut whatever out. Who cares? Um, so I ended up doing long distance because there was no way I could have done anything else, you know. And I'm in my mind, it was just like okay. Like, maybe it'll be easier because it's longer, but at least it's at a slower pace. Yes. So even if I am the very last person, like, at least it will kind of make sense because it's long distance. (laughs) So as long as I try to make it there, then I'll be fine. So the first day I got lost, which is very surprising because it's hard to get lost, turns out. Um, The course is really easy for long distance. I'd find that out a couple weeks later when I was running. But so the first couple of days, I was extremely behind everyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
So I kept doing it, and I actually did get better. Like there was a point where I could, your body just exactly. adapted. I could definitely keep up with everyone, but you were losing weight, weight like crazy amount, fast, like drastically and, fast. Uh, and this was even a part where like I could still eat what I regularly would, and it would still come off of me. You know, so this yeah. was just like it was compounded. So we recently found out that Sophia had a hyperthyroid, yeah, like so. crazy hyperthyroid to the fact of like even diagnosed with Graves' disease. Mm-hmm. And we don't know that may have, she may have tipped, she probably has had a bad thyroid for quite some time uh-huh. and then track really Yeah, me hard. really exercising like, like boosted ex- it. Aggressive exercise, anyone with hyperthyroid, it's like she would, her heart rate would be going literally about 140 beats per minute just sitting on the couch yeah that was when we knew something is really off she's always had a real high heart rate like just resting heart rate but not that high yeah and we always kind of thought it was just more of like an anxiety kind of thing yeah yeah so so she lost so she lost weight not only hyperthyroid but then exercising Mm -hmm. went crazy yeah they really pushed us and you got down how much weight do you think at the very end yeah Hold on, we have another. Yes? <laughs> <laughs> what? What's the deal with the mop that needs to be cleaned or what happened? Yeah, it just needs to be washed. What? What were you using for? It, kombucha spilled. You can start in the washer. Kombucha, probably. Kombucha, probably. It's kombucha. Okay. Sorry. Okay, go back. Okay. Like, just in general or when it came to So, you lost... Because then we have to go with the rest of the story. Yeah, and then you have to go to the fullness of the story. So, basically, she was the slowest person on the track, ran really fast because she was afraid to be the last one. And... And, yeah, so then I started... You got down. We were saying what weight you got... Like, how much weight? Like, before you started track, you were probably, like, what, 120 pounds? Yeah, it's probably 120, maybe a little over. I don't know. Who cares? I wasn't really weighing myself or anything. Right. I was just around that general healthy range. And then I started track, and I would say probably, like, a month in, I lost at least, like, 15, 15 pounds. So 20 was, pounds, Yeah, maybe. I was down maybe, like, 105, I would say. And then we entered quarantine. This is like at the no, very- but prior to coming home from quarantine, you started. So she started losing all this weight really fast. Uh-huh. And there's this part of you where you're starting to also learn the strength of your body because yeah. it was getting stronger. You were getting faster. Mm-hmm. And then girls at school started. Yeah, like it wasn't okay. It wasn't like crazy drastic. But, I mean, it was enough, and especially, like, if you're running track and it's fairly hot outside, you're wearing things that are, like, quite revealing, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, people could see, like, my stomach and my legs and everything like that. So, a lot of, like, my teammates would be like, wow, like, you're, like, you look really skinny. (laughs) And it wasn't that they thought I was, like, fat before, but it was, like, an obvious change because if you lose, like, 15 pounds in such a (laughs) short time. Yeah. Then, like, yeah, people are going to notice. And then it also came to things where it's, like, at school, too. Like, I could wear different things now because yeah. my body Well, just, your clothes were falling Yeah, off they fit you. differently. So yeah. then people obviously um, saw that and, like, commented on it, which is, like, I mean, it's a nice thing. Like, people obviously had it. Well, there's that compliments of girls yeah. generally thinking you look great because there's always this weird thing women feel like you have to be smaller. Exactly. Always. And we compliment each other or, I don't know, we're drawn to that. It's not like we applaud each other when a woman gets bigger. Exactly. So weird. So, I mean, 
I'm sure in their minds, like, it was, like, really, like, a compliment, you know? Like, I don't feel like any of that was necessarily bad. they weren't malicious. They weren't trying to, like, let's give her an eating disorder. Exactly. So, but anyways, that kind of took on my mind, and I was like, huh, you know? Like, I never really worried about my body that much. I mean, obviously, every girl has a little moment. Yeah. But, like, I never really, like, thought about losing weight before then, but then it was, like, at this point where I had been losing weight, and I, like basically just wanted to keep it up but then it hit a point where it was like more like I want to be skinnier you know Mm -hmm. and I feel like I don't there was definitely time where I could see myself the way that everyone else could see it which is like wow I do look skinnier but then it hit this point where it felt like I felt fat yeah it it boomers so it got it it was an eating pendulum yeah it went the other way yeah so then at that point I started restricting my eating and it Mm -hmm. went like zero to a hundred like for Mm -hmm. whatever reason I feel like it was kind of easy for me in a sense to have an eating disorder because especially with school like I would just like not eat breakfast and then not bring anything to school mm. and that's already like seven hours on my day right. where so I by the time you come home at like three o'clock and you then, hadn't eaten anything exactly and, and also PS, so trap. everyone knows i have done my very best as a mom yeah. to tell her to eat breakfast like all the time and she, i've always she's like, always you, she's never been like a breakfast lover she, yeah. like i wake up and look forward Eggs. to breakfast and she just it's just not been her thing. And I've and the more we know, like there's just some people that don't gravitate towards breakfast, but by ten, eleven AM every you need to eat something. Yeah. Like three o'clock in the afternoon is not good for anyone growing and needing a healthy brain to function. Yeah. So we she was in a in the really unhealthy yeah. eating. So anyways, and then that also like, with the amount of working out it was. So, mm-hmm. like, I was basically working out on an empty stomach, mm-hmm. already burning what was left in my body. Mm-hmm. And then I would eat dinner, but it was, like, everything else, you know. Like, it basically, I was getting nothing at yeah, that point. Yeah, just, like, one meal a day. Exactly. And, and a, thi- a hyperthyroid mm-hmm. and doing track. Like you, it was, so, just as a mom, I was watching her shrink before our eyes. And I remember going into the bedroom dad one night and early on early mm-hmm. before it was getting really drastic and I just said I, I because Sophia does have a tendency mm-hmm. to go to extremes in a way yeah like you have a hard time modulating yeah, like finding moderation and I and we were hoping that track would be great for her socially not even thinking mm-hmm. about I just didn't think it would be I just feel like high school sports are just ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That's our own personal opinion. Like, it's just you have to be so competitive. Like, you remember you were saying the track coach thinks, like, I'm going to try to get a scholarship or Yeah, something. exactly. I'm not trying – I'm not getting a scholarship. That's the thing. And I feel like – I mean, for some kids, like, that's, like, their way out, you know? Like, mm-hmm. they can't afford yeah. to go – like, that is – and for a lot of kids, like, they do have some sort of dream of, like, taking yeah. it on to college – but I didn't, but it wasn't like you, he treated me like everyone else, which is the idea of like, well, Sophia, if you're going to have to run faster. <laughs> if you want a scholarship. Exactly. And you're, you're like, going to have to see an extra mile. I'm just here for So the it wasn't like a recreational kind of thing. Like I was in yeah. a sports board at this point. Yeah. So I went into the bedroom one night and I told your dad, I'm like, <sighs> I was kind of exhaling like, Simon, I think she's getting an eating disorder. Yeah. I think this is getting obsessive. I feel that I'm you know, and true to your dad, dad mm-hmm. doesn't go, like, I can track yeah. her highs and lows pretty fast. Our, her dad, my husband, a lot more middle, like, 
it takes a lot more for him to get to those exactly extreme or big conclusions. So sure enough, she slowly started just turning into a skeleton. At yeah. your lowest, you were like ninety five, you said? Ninety five yeah. pounds and she's five foot four. And that's an extreme amount of weight loss in a low amount of time. So then COVID hit. Yeah. And so at this point, at, hello, can you all just for a second empathize with me, Elisa Keaton, founder of Revelation Wellness. I'm like, my daughter is in an eating disorder. Like I, how did this happen? What can I do? And it was tense. It was getting really tense between us. Because yeah. it just, I can't spoon feed food into you. Exactly. And she's in a, a mental cycle of looking like thinking she's fat yeah when but also not really seeing that as in like eating disorder at the time yeah not the time but then so COVID happened yeah praise God and I know I hate COVID but COVID had been was the perfect timing because she needed to come home like we needed to end track we needed Mm -hmm. to end all the social pressures for a second like potentially if if she didn't we would have had to do some serious um, professional intervention but I, I think it was kind of the Lord that you could come home and in a way, I became your, your. Yeah. Well, thing. we also had a nutritionist. We did bring a nutritionist in because I couldn't run her food and tell her what to eat. She kind of didn't trust me, which is normal. A lot of parents just think, or a lot of kids think, you're just telling me. Exactly. So when we brought an outside nutritionist in, but what was your main problem? Then what was the big like turning point? For oh yeah. Well, like the specific night, because I have like a specific night Mm -hmm. in mind. Well, okay, I think it started getting bad when it got to like a bulimic stage. It never got that crazy bulimia, like, Mm -hmm. but it came to a point where, yeah, I was making myself throw up. And I feel like that's when I first like... And were you making yourself throw up because you you felt fat? You felt like, like full, like, oh, my stomach is full, I ate too much food, or... You would just eat and think you're fat, so you'd have to purge. Most of it would be – I never really, like, went into binging purging cycle. Like, it would be as small as, like, a muffin, and then mm. it would be, like, I have to throw up, I have to go run. Like, there's one time I made, like, banana bread muffins, and I had one. Yeah. Pooping stopped. That's because. Go ahead. Yeah. So, and it also like made it worse in a sense because then I felt super bloated all the time. Right. Which made me feel fat. Right. <laughs> so then it's like this cycle, but then the poop came less bloated and it's like pain. Pain. Just like P-A-I-N. I've never felt more abdominal pain in my life. And I also, a lot of my anxiety mm. I carry in my stomach. Mm. So I feel like that also kind of matched the mm-hmm. amount of pain from not being able to poop for literally weeks on end. So, yeah. And I, I can remember so many, a few times, not many, but there were some where you would be screaming. Oh, screaming in, in pain. In her bedroom, screaming in pain. I'm like, like just amygdala firing off going, we've got to take her to the hospital. Like yeah. I'm thinking she's going to die. It was such screaming yeah. pain that that was when we're like, something mm-hmm. has to stop. We I can't know. keep doing this 
and the poop needed to come. It was so bad. And I remember one night specifically, like, it literally, I've never, like, I was crying, crying. Like, I've never felt this amount of pain. Like, not even, like, breaking my arm. Like, it was a crazy amount of pain. Mm. And I remember, like, you guys asking if we should go to the hospital. But it was like, no, like, COVID, COVID you know. Yeah. So, like, we didn't want to, like, rush it or anything. And luckily, like, it did pass, but I do remember just being like, what am I doing? <laughs> like, this is, like, for what, you know? Because, <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, Praise I'm smart God. enough to know, like, that it's connected. It's not like I'm randomly having pain. <laughs> like, I know why it was happening, but at the point, like, before I was just like, I can handle this, you know. Like, sure, I'll get some cramps throughout the day, but, like, it's worth it. But I remember it got to the point where it was just so I'm excruciating so I'm so where grateful. it was, like, I couldn't even take it anymore. So that's when, like, the nutritionist really mm-hmm. kind of came into mm-hmm. play because we were like, mm-hmm. okay, like, even I, it was hard and I want to be skinny and yes, but I just wanted to poop so badly. <laughs> so I knew, like, how am I supposed to poop if I'm not getting substances in my body? Yeah. And on top of that, like, oh, taking suppositories. Or is it depository suppositories? Suppositories. Oh, that was so bad. <laughs> that was so bad. Never put anything up your butt. Literally never. <laughs> Um, things only come out the butt. Exactly. They're not supposed to go up. up. That was bad. So that's when the nutritionist really got involved in my life. And it was, it was hard. And then went like, we, it was hard at the beginning. She was kind of not eating the food. Oh, it was so bad. She was not like, was just letting go of her mental space. So what do you think was a turning point for you mentally where you were able to reflect and go, oh my gosh, that was terrible I don't ever want to do that again like where yeah I mean okay I feel like there were two like big turning points one being like I guess the first time that I saw like wow like I like am like this is recovery of an eating disorder Mm -hmm. because I remember one time I forgot what yeah it was probably like the really early probably first week into it And, like, she had, like, a certain calories per day, and you guys would be making my meals. Yeah, I had to run all – I was, like – I was rehab. I was the the cook of rehab. And I remember one breakfast I had to eat, like, a bagel with cream cheese on both sides. Mm -hmm. And I remember just looking at the bagel and bawling my eyes out. Like, the idea of eating a bagel, like – both sides of a bagel with cream cheese seemed, like, crazy to me. Mm. And I remember, like, just crying, crying. And then I just remember thinking, like, why? Like, I used to be, like, I could probably down two of those <laughs> if I wanted to. You know, previously, like, that didn't seem like a big deal. Like, it's just totally. a bagel with cream cheese. Yeah. And it's, like, breakfast. Like, this is what people do. They eat breakfast. <laughs> and so that was a big one for me because that's when I first started realizing that, like, I don't know. It was hard for me to see that I had a like fear of food until like up until that point. Because mm. before I just thought that I was doing something healthy, mm. you know. But yeah, that was like such a slippery slope. Exactly. That was the, like point where I was like, I'm actually like scared of food. Like there were certain foods I just like couldn't see myself mm-hmm. eating. That's so wrong, you know. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that was a big point. And then, like, my main like turning point of looking back and like full encompassing circle. I think for me, definitely, like, when I started being able to, like, poop was a big one. Mm-hmm. Like, that took a while, too. For a long time, we had to use just, like, Miralax and Miralax, things like that because yeah. it just wasn't coming out no matter how much food I was eating. It took, like, a couple weeks, honestly, for me yeah. to do it fully on my own. Yeah. And I just remember, like, the relief that yeah. it was yeah. that I could 
poop. That was amazing. Like you never really think yeah. about how much, you know. I remember when the nutritionist explained to us that the fact that the pain was happening because um, when you stop eating and restrict mm-hmm. to that level, that your colon starts to shrink. Mm-hmm. It gets small, kind of like your stomach gets small, but more importantly, your your colon gets small. So your muscle, the things in your body that are supposed to contract and do the job of what they do, get lazy and sleepy. And then when she would eat anything, it would just stun that part yeah. of her system and it, it couldn't turn on. So it's like, it's painful because you've got to, it truly is that analogy or what is saying, if you, if you don't use it, you lose it. Mm-hmm. Like you've got to be eating food and pooping out food. Like yeah. it's in, in and out, in and out. Anytime we mess with that in the extremes of like even eating too much food can be an overload for the system mm-hmm. and the same with too little. So yeah. how do you think, like, did you sense anything with the Lord in it of like the Lord talking to you or, or like having to have a conversation with him or cry out to him yeah. or. I mean, I definitely felt like, I don't know. Like I feel like during the whole like anorexia, I'm just call it, it was anorexia. Like that's what it was. Mm-hmm. I feel like during that whole process, like if anything, like, I didn't want to talk to the Lord because I felt so, like, ashamed. Yeah. Because, like, you know that there's something wrong, you know? Especially, like, and I was just in such a mean mood all the time. Oh, my gosh. So true. So. So, Which, like, makes sense. Like, I was eating nothing. I felt bad about myself. Mm. Like, that's just so many different compiling parts where, like, yeah, I was just so, like, Mm -hmm. I was really edgy and mean. And I feel bad about it. But I also have to give myself grace Mm because it was... Like, I couldn't even see it for myself. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, when I first, like, really came to the Lord with it, it was definitely, like, when I couldn't poop because it was, like, so pain. much yeah. pain, you so know? Much. Yeah. And, like, obviously my first instinct when – because I try to handle things on my own, you know? Like, I feel mm-hmm. like I always kind of just try to do it on my own and I don't want to feel like a burden to anyone. Yeah. But I feel like when things get so big where it's, like, I know I can't handle it, like, that's where – I really do have to meet with the Lord, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And obviously I need to work on, like, meeting with him no matter what the <laughs> circumstances is. Yeah. But when it came to, yeah, with the whole anorexia thing, definitely when I couldn't poop, that's when I first had to crowd the Lord and be like, help. I'm in so much pain. Help. Totally. And that's why I think the Lord is so kind that even pain, even sending you pain, as much as it sucks. Oh, yeah. It was a gift. Oh, it was definitely because a gift. if you didn't get any of that pain, I literally think you might keep going. Exactly. There was, like... Such a warning. That was Stop. the physical... And, I mean, obviously, there were other drawbacks of it, but that was, like, the main thing that really got me mm-hmm. to take it seriously was when it got to the point where it's just excruciating pain. Thank God. So I feel like in a lot of my, like... I was still, like... Half of my recovery, I was so pissed off the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like I was like, you know, like the poop thing, obviously I want to be able to poop, but it was still hard for me a lot of it. So I don't think it was till like the last half of my recovery when I actually, because for the first part, it was also really hard for me to put on the weight. Mm-hmm. So I was just mad because it was like, I want to be able to put on the weight and I was eating so much and it felt like so much mm-hmm. and it wasn't working. But when I started putting the weight back on, I feel like that's where I really met with the Lord more because it felt like finally Mm -hmm. things were moving, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And to just be able to 
eat bagels with cream cheese. Yeah, and like get be relieved, back. like exactly. grateful that you mm-hmm. can have food again. Exactly. So now how do do you still have temptations or thoughts? Of, oh, yeah. How do you deal with that? I mean, it's obviously not to the extreme, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think about, like, cutting out my calories or, like, making myself throw up. Like, I don't have those kind of thoughts anymore. But I definitely, like, still can be, like, critical of my body, especially obviously at this point where I'm gaining weight from my thyroid. thyroid. So this is kind of the full circle, and we can kind of end it here. Like, the crazy part of this whole season, like, we started um, COVID with the hyperthyroid and anorexia. Mm -hmm. So she was at her thinnest weight, like, so thin. It was just, I have told friends, a couple friends that were praying and walking through this carol. Yeah. Um, like it would shout out to Carol, love Carol, Carol, that I would watch Sophia walk by me. And it was like living with a ghost of like a skeleton. And it's like, we don't fight flesh and blood. Like I love my daughter, but I was pissed Mm. mad at how the enemy was getting after your mind. And like, it felt taunting to me as a woman who teaches this for a living, who Mm. does everything to help women and men stay out of these extreme cycles of of idolatry really and to watch you like walk around just and you're my daughter but you there you were like living in such in bondage yeah it was so painful so painful so i was speaking of crying out to the lord i did lots of crying out to him lots of come on lord come on but i will say you because of covid it was intense and you were surrounded in an atmosphere that this is heaven's home like our home is an atmosphere of heaven where dad and i really try to love you and and just not shame you for all the struggles Mm -hmm. but also then continue to go okay we can't just set up camp here we have to continue to do whatever to get better so then the thigh then during the eating disorders when i noticed your heart rate was getting really high yeah. You were shaking, like tremors were all high. Eyes. Her eyes, this sounds crazy, but her eyes changed to me, which that's when I knew like something is off. Her eyes were kind of bulging, bulging out of her sockets more and looked like a constant state of frantic stress or fear. And um, I took her to the doctor mostly because of the tremors were so high. And she's had tremors since she was around two years old. Mm-hmm. But we thought, let's have them rechecked because they were so high. Like, I could just sit next to her and she'd be tremoring. Oh, yeah. And so the doctor, so she just said, the pediatrician goes, has she ever had her thyroid check? And the minute she said thyroid, I knew. I'm like, that's it. That's it. There's something wrong with her thyroid. And then I instantly knew, and it's Graves' disease. That's her eyes. Her Mm -hmm. eyes are popping. Because I had a friend who also had Graves' disease when she was younger. So anyways, all put together. We get a doctor. Sure enough, get the diagnosis. So on, which is such a long process. diagnosis to surgery with the thyroid it was like four three or four months Mm -hmm. and October 30th you had the thyroid removed we opted to have it completely removed and um now without her thyroid what's been the effect well there have been many effects (laughs) um currently I'm on levothyroxine yeah which is Basically, well, according to the doctors, my levels are fairly you're, you're healthy now. Yeah, like you're, but there's still obviously like a little bit of catching up. Tweaking, yeah. Her body's body still trying to, to catch do. up. Yeah, 
But um, my heart rate slowed down to, to normal. Everyone, yeah. it's like seventy beats per yeah. minute at a rest. So my my thyroid's definitely, you know, well, obviously it's gone. You don't now, have a thyroid, but my thyroid levels yeah. are clear. Yeah, but obviously it's in the making. Who knows? Yeah, I'm so. constantly getting my blood drawn, so we're kind of just figuring <laughs> out what constantly. level is which and how much to take. But besides the point. So yeah, my heart rate's down now. Blood pressure's okay. down. Blood pressure's down. Shakes um, are down. Like, I don't even notice you shaking. Yeah. I used to watch you shake holding your phone. Exactly. Yeah, my shakes, I mean, they're still there, I'm sure, but they're not, like, they're drastic to the, witch, to the point it was before. But it's definitely kind of swung a little bit the other way, and it's getting better every day. Like, I remember, like, out of surgery, maybe even, like, a week after, just so tired, mm-hmm. so fatigued. And I still get tired fairly easily now but Mm -hmm. it's definitely you know it's becoming less and less each day Mm -hmm. so that was definitely a big one um and then on top of that weight gain (laughs) what's been the gift that keeps giving yeah and I mean I kind of I knew that I was going to gain weight going in like I knew that that was almost like a point for me that scared me the most about getting taken out because, yeah. like, the scar, like, sure. I had a moment where I was like, oh, God, not the scar. But the scar to me now, I don't scar's even. scar's nothing. Yeah. I thought it was going to take I don't six even, months oh, or same. so to heal. I thought it was going to, like, circumference, like, my neck. Like, I thought it was going <laughs> to be whole head was going to come off. And then I like, thought it was going to be, like, a crazy scar. But it's honestly very small. Like, I don't really notice it. I'm sure other people do. But I don't notice it. And so, but the biggest thing for, I don't know, like, physical. Uh-huh. Parts of it was definitely weight, weight gain. gain. Yeah. So I've so gone, proud of you. Yeah, I've I'm gone so from having a very high metabolism to a regular-ish <laughs> slowest one. To a, one more at rest in peace. And yeah. Can we end it with the um, conversation in the doctor's office the other day? Ugh. You don't want it's have to. We don't have to. You can. It's just uh, I don't see it in the same way you do. I don't see it in a bad way. I just feel kind of embarrassed by it because I don't like crying in front of people. I don't feel like a lot of people try to go out in front of everyone crying. You no. know, no, but you didn't cry in front of everyone. Okay, but I feel like crying is still. I do it a lot, but it's <laughs> you usually, do it a lot. I do do it a lot. But I don't like to do it in public places, never have. Which was kind of the Lord for that to happen there. Because I've witnessed one of the holiest moments I've ever been in an environment, in a medical place, for sure. So basically, we ended up going to the doctors, what day was it, like two days ago? Four days, three or four days ago. And this is now like, well, October... November. Six weeks ago, she had the surgery. Oh, well, it feels longer than I thought. it's crazy. So six weeks, this is like our first uh, follow-up with the The endocrinologist. endocrinologist. So we go in, and I mean, I've obviously seen myself like gaining weight. Like you can just tell. It's not like crazy. It's not like I'm like, whoo, No, it's just been slowly, slowly. You can definitely, I can at least tell. She looks amazing, everyone. Thank you. Okay. Beautiful. Okay. So we end up going, um, they weigh me as they usually do in yeah. a doctor's appointment but they always put it in kilograms they always put it in kilograms and then i saw you reach for your bone and quickly okay, do the calculations but that's fair i'm sorry <laughs> that's fair but i should probably not do that yes i did you it should then yeah. i did it four days ago what i can't do anything about now so i saw what it was and 
Okay, in retrospect, it's not like, woo, you know, it's not like, wow, look at her. Like, she gains so much weight. Like, it's really not that much at all. If anything, it's like in the healthy level. You're of where you need be. to be for your height. But it was still like, even when I gained the weight back from anorexia, you know, it was still like kind of lowish. I was still on the lower yeah. spectrum. Yeah. So Very this is, I was taken aback. <laughs> also, away. this is a big point in the story. Turns out I'm five three and a half <laughs> and a half. My whole life I've been told I'm five four. You're five four. You even one time told me I was five five. I said it's not correct. But I'm five three and a half, everyone. <laughs> she five. said it herself. She I she, think you're five four. Well, we we'll can, measure it again. We can measure it again. But she said five three and a half and she's a doctor or a nurse. So back to the story. So I look at the way and automatically I'm like, okay, that's amazing like wow you know because it's it's not drastic but it's definitely i'm putting on some pounds let's just be real i'm putting on pounds because i got my thyroid taken out like that's the whole point yes but so we go into the room and i tear up a little bit we're waiting for the doctor to come in um it's just me and her in the room and i and sophia starts to cry a little bit Mm -hmm. and i said you're sad about the weight right yeah she just kind of cries Sophia gets kind of quiet and I just began to say the things it's like so you know Sophia this is part of it you're healthy your weight is where it needs to be I'm saying all the things that a mom would say but also someone that's I'm telling her it's the truth that you this is good for you um but yeah I didn't get too far until then the door opens up and the doctor walks in. So there's an, the, uh, the endocrinologist is probably a woman in her maybe late 50s. Um, I thought she's from like another country too. So yeah, she has an know. accent. Subcheck. Subcheck, yeah. Subcheck. And um, then uh, trailing in behind her is like her assistant or someone that's probably yeah. understudying to be an endocrinologist. So uh-huh. you can tell she's probably in college or maybe a new yeah. graduate in med school and very sweet. And she's. Um, more of a, a, a full-figured woman yeah. herself. And so Subcheck is in her 50s, you know, more tall and thin. You've got this young graduate that's more full-figured. You've got me, Minnie Mouse, five foot, nothing over here. So four women in a room, um, and they just began to say, oh, you know, ask her how she was doing. And, oh, no, when they walked in, they saw that she had been crying. And they said, oh, oh, we're crying. Are you okay? Yeah. And I just said that she's real upset about her weight. And right then, (laughs) all the mama bears rose up and the doctor just began to say, oh, Sophia, this is part of it. And this is healthy. Before you were in crisis state, you could have, seriously, she could have had a stroke or a heart attack before with what was going on in her body. But yeah, great. You can be skinny, but she just kept saying, that was not good weight. This is now good weight. And then the younger woman in her Mm -hmm. college years are just, is just going, oh no, like this is everyone. And it was like a symphony of truth being, Mm -hmm. being um, told over her. And then all of a sudden she really cries. Yeah. Well, okay. Here's the thing. People ask if I'm okay and I'm like on the verge of crying. Then it makes me cry even more. Because people... Because then they know, you know, like there's nothing you can do at that point. If people know that you're on the verge of tears, then you just will cry. There's nothing that holds it back. Yeah, so she did one of those kind of the ugly wail, the wailing cry. And then all the voices of these women representing 
different life experiences just began to tell her the truth all in all things. And here's me, right? Amen. Amen. Yeah. They're just talking. I'm going, amen. I don't even know if they're believers, but I am amening every truth they are saying over her. And uh, I just I sat there in the office. I was like, this is a surreal moment of beauty. Like, I love that in the end, as women, really healthy women, right? These are medical people saying, this is the truth. This is what you need to know. And it was it was truth. Like it was just biblical, godly, the truth that keeps and sets us free. And I'm watching these other women fight over my daughter, like fight for her as if, as if like a, you know, someone was trying to hunt her and kill her in a way, like they just circled up around her. And I, it was, it was a really beautiful thing. Yeah. And we left was... there and I said, Sophia, that was a gift to me. I'm sorry. I said, but that was a gift to see mm-hmm. that, it was a picture of like the Lord will send his angels concerning you. Yeah. And it was just all truth. And we left there mm-hmm. more stable. I mean, she had to do some more crying a little bit. Yeah. There's a lot of feels still kind of is. I didn't tell you, but in um, English, we actually, it was the weirdest thing. I don't know why she decided to do this. But we watched this TED Talk. Yeah. And it was on this woman. She's a model. And it was basically like how corrupt the modeling industry mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Which I was like, huh, this is very on topic for me to <laughs> Very on brand. <laughs> in Horizon AP English. But yeah, so it's just, I feel like my like biggest takeaway is that like, I don't know, I feel like it can be super easy like as woman you know, like seeing someone like bag down themselves to be like, hey, that's not true, you know? Mm-hmm. But I feel like the biggest thing is that it's easy for us to like to ourselves, you know, We're, see ourselves as less than. And yeah. then when it comes to other people, it's we like, can rise exactly. up. Exactly. Yeah. So I feel right. Like yeah. The idea of, you know, having that same mentality for yourself. Yep. And that was what Sobchak said. Yeah. She even said, You've got to learn to be kind to yourself yeah. now. Like you are your measure and guide of who, what is right and what is good. And yeah. you can't let a scale tell you that. You can't mm-hmm. let anyone tell you. I also remember at one point either the young girl or apprentice saying, welcome to womanhood. <laughs> like yeah. You're in the club. This is it. This is your life battle. Not battle, but a life conscious. You have to be aware of. You have a body. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. Yeah. Eat, but also know you can't have everything all the time because yeah. it's just not good for your body. Mm-hmm. But you um, welcome to the plight of womanhood. Yeah. It did feel like a little initiation for you. Mm-hmm. You've survived. Well, I love you. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Very proud of you. Anything you would tell someone who is struggling or a girl maybe your age? hearing this, struggling with yeah. their body? What would you say to them? Huh, that's a hard one. Because I feel like I still struggle with my body, you know? Yeah. Even though I've gone through all this, like I feel like it's still kind of, not a daily battle, but it's still there. It will be part of your life. Exactly. You've got a body. It's beautiful. It's amazing. And Satan hates that you have yeah. a body that's amazing and beautiful. Yeah. So what, anything? Um. I mean, it depends on the level of it. If you're in an eating disorder, talk to someone. Yeah. Get some help. 
Yeah. Maybe not your friends necessarily. No. Because I feel like sometimes friends, you know, they mean well, but I guess they can see it as something where it's more of like, you look good. You look skinny. You know? Yeah. You're fine. You're so great. So even yeah. though it might suck to talk to your parents about it. Yeah. You know, like really think to yourself, like, is this really what you want to do? Because it's so exhausting. It is. It's like so exhausting mentally, physically. Like it's just like const. It's like you're constantly like doing eating an eating disorder. Yeah, yeah, it's exhausting. Yeah, your mind is always on exactly. If you're in an eating disorder, especially at this age, like try to nip it in the butt now, amen. Because then it will just constantly come back if you don't. Amen. So for people in eating disorder, that's my. Grain of salt. And I was telling Sophia, I think we've never lived, we're living, the benefit of this time, there's some challenges to the time we're living in where there's a lot of um, inclusiveness and everyone matters and everyone, you know, this kind of um, not part and parceling out people, like everyone belongs. I think, yes, that is so true. And there's still also... Um, God's designed life to function a certain way. Yeah. Like we can't all just choose certain roles and paths. We, we God has designed a path for us and when it comes to our bodies. But I think the beauty of it now is it's much more body health and fitness is more inclusive. Like yeah. the sizes, the shapes, the the ethnicities. Like it's all these beautiful shapes and bodies mm-hmm. coming together to show what fit really looks like. Mm-hmm. And so Sophia is living in that time where we didn't have that in the eighties. I was telling her how it was like skinny. Like that's where eating disorders really kind of began in the sixties with fashion is where they really began. Um, but by the eighties, it was that supermodel. The whole yeah. supermodel thing was a big deal. And I mean, it still kind of is. It is, but I think people are kind of like yeah, over they're going it. around. Like they want real things. Like yeah. okay, cellulite. Like it's real. Here yeah. it is, the real thing. I think there's more authenticity that people mm-hmm. want. So I just feel like I don't know. At the end of the day, it's genetics. Like you really can't reverse your Amen. genetics. Like as much as you try, like yeah, sure. Pull the Sophia method, lose twenty <laughs> pounds in like a month. But at don't. the end no, of the day, that's the Sophia method is join track yeah. and be afraid of being <laughs> the slowest on the team. <laughs> Yeah. At the end of the day, like, you know, you can't really control some people are gonna be super tall and skinny. Like for instance, Jack, your my yeah, lovely so her, brother. Her brother. He's he skinny is legend. skinny and that's who he is. Like he really can eat whatever and he just stays skinny and just metabolism. I don't know. That's what he just got genetically. So I mean And you, my Latin daughter. I know. She's got the shapes. You've always that. Even when you're a little girl, you were you were strong. You are very exactly. strong. Thighs, uh, glutes, like just mm-hmm. a Latin-shaped woman. Exactly. It's perfect. So, love your genetics. Can't do anything to reverse them. That's right. So, yeah. Okay, well, this was a nice fireside chat. Mm-hmm. It's like one of the highlights of the week. Really? Yeah. Now, well, let's go walk into another room. Oh, do- no. We do like seven of these. <laughs> and different. Let's <laughs> different sit over positions. here and talk about this. Stuff. I like this one. So I like the fire. It is nice. Yeah.